This is Pace the Nation. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. We are back in the heart of all things, of course, that is Clarendon. This is episode number 265. I'm your host, Chris Farley. Back again, I am at the home studio by myself across the county, west of me, my wife, Julie Cully, my co-host. Julie, what's up? I'm so impressed that you knew I was west of you. Great work. <laughs> well, you're, you're in West getting... Arlington. Yeah. Well, I, I guess that's a. I wouldn't a have. I wouldn't have known that. I big would updates, not have known that. Big updates. I'm in West Arlington. Yes. So. Yeah. Well, we're going to get you back in the studio soon. Very soon. Um, we are tweaking a lot of the behind the scenes. You hear the new music. We've got Chris working uh, all the production for us, and John doing some music. And I think we're to the point where we can be back together. Uh, have a seamless operations, not that it's ever not seamless, but a seamless operation uh, together back in the studio. I'm looking forward to that. Have you asked your co-host if she wants to be back together <laughs> in the studio with you? Or is like, yeah. this is actually a really good setup. We've got separation. We've got our own privacy, we, our own you know, thing going on. I can always really like just talk. We hit, don't the, really even talk. hit the close button on right. the browser if things get out of control. <laughs> This is truly pull back the curtain. We don't really even talk. So this is the first time we, you know, we actually talk because the things we talk about is we're, we're the kids going, what's going on, all that stuff. Um, and so, yeah, so we, we'll, we'll have to work that out uh, over the podcast and when we're recording. We'll schedule but, some time yeah. to, to talk. All about right, it. So we could schedule some time. Uh, we got a We got a big show today, Julian. We'll get to our guests. Uh, we got two guests really excited about our guests who are doing really inspiring things. But before we do that, um, some really big news, probably that you didn't realize was big news in my life, speaking of lack of communication. But today, as we record February 2nd, 2022, I was paralyzed this morning, riveted to this breaking news of what the Washington football team, my lifelong love affair with the Washington football team has been well documented on this team, on this show, they changed their name. Mm. And um, they were now the Washington Commanders. They were Washington Redskins, Washington football team for two years, Washington Commanders. And I've gone through a roller coaster of emotions uh, through this morning and really Was it really done. through this morning though? Because <laughs> last night you told me that the Washington commanders were going to be called the Washington commanders today. Yeah. So it's obviously been leaked. Yes, it definitely was the worst kept secret in Washington DC. Uh, at least in my world, you know, there's probably a lot of people who are like, what are you talking about? You know, a lot of people listen to us all over the country. What are you talking about? What's the NFL football team changed their name. Yeah. So, I guess I shouldn't have been surprised or disappointed. You're correct. Um, do you remember what I said to you this morning when you came in and you said, it's official. <laughs> we are the Washington commanders. What did I say? Uh, 
you know, much like a lot of other things, when we have conversation, I probably wasn't listening that well. Yeah. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure what it did. What did you say? I said, you can put lipstick on a pig, <laughs> but it's still a pig. They got to win. There's no so doubt. here we are lipstick on a pig. No doubt. We've got Washington on its third name in what? Three years. Three years. Yep. You're right. And we're trying to dress it up. Yep. We're going to get all the gear, but we're yeah. still oh, going we to have, get all we're the still gonna have the same owner yep. and the same coach yep. and the same players. Same mediocre same team is what you're saying. Mediocre facility <laughs> that's not in Washington, D.C. Correct. Correct. Same mediocre stadium that is impossible to get in and out of. You're right. You're right. Lipstick okay. on a pig. Okay. All right. So you but really we will spend thousands of dollars on, on gear, gear for oh, our for family. Sure. If I'm it's not there 100%. by six o'clock tonight. If it's, if it's not there by six o'clock tonight, I'll be disappointed. Um, yeah, Julie, I, I, um, I, I know you don't have a problem with commanders, really. That's not the problem. It's just your problem no, is the product. <laughs> the product. Uh, I just, I just, I get a little weary of all the excitement around something that it's just like, I work in marketing, right? It's just right, branding right. and marketing. And that's what just happened. We just got really yeah. excited about a product. It's still the exact same product. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. The deliverable hasn't changed. You're right. You're right. Well, I don't know. I I think it was appropriate to lead off the show. Everybody knows how I feel about uh, the uh, NFL football franchise here in DC. So it was big. I'm news. excited for you. I am Thank excited you. for you. I'm excited for you to have a big day on two. Thank you. Two, two, two. two. This big announcement came out. Yep. So congratulations. Yep. I'm going to give you the win for thank the day. You. Thank you. Congratulations to me. Yeah, I, I really appreciate it. This is like a thank you speech. I appreciate everybody reaching out to me. I heard from Kathy this morning. I heard from Andrew. I heard from Chris. I heard from JC. Uh, he said, I thought it was going to be the Washington Pacers. He was disappointed. Uh, sorry, <laughs> JC. I, I'm I disappointed, disappointed too. too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I heard from Bill. I heard from Kang. I heard from all these people. Um, uh, you know they were really interested in my this moment is. Yeah. 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 So I appreciate it. Big moment for you. I heard from You've your boss. You've worked hard for this. You I have earned this. Yeah. Your boss, Matt, reached out to me as well. Um, so everybody, thank you for your concerns in reaching out to me. Washington <laughs> Commanders. All right. So we'll transition from the new Washington Commanders uh, into our guests for today. Really excited to have the founders and leaders of the running group, We Off the Couch, Anthony, and it's Tara Clary, Tara. Tara, Tara Clary. I'm going to get that wrong. I've got a sister-in-law named Tara and then an employee named Tara. So it's Anthony and Tara Clary from uh, the Richmond running group. We off the couch. Uh, they are a Richmond running group that is helping enrich and help people live their best lives in the inner city of Richmond. Uh, they're going to tell us all about it. Anthony, Tara Clary, next up here on Pace the Nation. Pace the Nation is brought to you by Pacers Running Stores. Pacers has six stores in Northern Virginia and D.C. For the best running footwear, apparel, and gear, just stop by or schedule a virtual fitting with the best running experts in the business. Pacers Running exists to help as many people as possible through running. For every run, it's Pacers Running. A local running group is actively helping people live their best lives. In today's Our RVA, Candace Burns shows us how a health scare led to many life transformations. 
we making salad. It's dinner time at the Clary House. We used to eat the iceberg lettuce, so we get the romaine or the, uh, the spinach, the, the blend mix, and I love it. Here, vegetables are a staple on the menu for Anthony and his wife, Tara. I love bell peppers. Mindful eating wasn't always Anthony's priority. It's deep because I really started valuing it once I saw the change. I was like, okay, so this goes with the change. So this works together. So let me figure out how to enjoy my salad. The healthy change started after a warning delivered by the doctor. Kind of scared me. You know, he was like, uh, yeah, man, so you're pre-diabetic. That was in 2014. A lot is different now, including Anthony's weight. I think I was about three, pressing three. You know, I was big. Um, I was, my biggest shirt size was a 4X and my biggest pants pant size was a 44. Today, he's just a little over 200 pounds. I was like, yeah, I'm a little bit too small. Let me come, come back up. I was like, he's getting a little bit too skinny. <laughs> His transformation helped him develop a new passion. I'm gonna keep running. And I was like, man, this running thing is, okay, this is it. And his hobby is inspiring others. Stay tight! They call themselves. We are the coach! At first, Good job, guys. friends started running with him. It originally started with like three to five people, like a college buddy or two, a friend. Yeah. Then strangers joined. You know, I'm, I'm so fortunate and grateful. I went out there not knowing anybody, and as soon as I was there, you know, it's a big circle. I needed that encouragement and because I was only by myself. Community. And nobody's ever left behind. Is important to Anthony. I think everywhere I go, I, I just want people to feel loved. He needed to feel that same kind of love oh. in 1999. I think about that guy every day. When I was 17 years old, my brother was robbed and killed in Hillside Court. He was 20 years old, uh, named James, um, and that rocked me to my core. During that difficult time, he found refuge and support at a neighborhood church. Those people loved me through the amount of hurt and trauma that I had already experienced even before my brother's death. You know, and that really it just changed the way I saw the world. Now, the social worker is dedicated to uplifting others. Everybody's dealing with something. His running group helps him deliver his message. Encouraging each other, and everybody we see on the street, we encourage them the same way. Like, you out here, you gonna get this today. You got everything you need tucked down on the inside. A growing group of runners making impactful change thanks to the healthy choices and inspiration of the now fit man who started it all. I think um, it makes me happy. It, it, it makes me um, just glad on the inside that people can come together, you know, on on one thing mm -hmm. and just move in, in unison together. We, we, want, we want people to see that they matter. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Julie, we are excited to be joined on camera, on audio. We've got both of the founders of We Off the Couch, we got Anthony and Tara Cleary. Uh, Anthony, Tara, how are you guys? We're great. Thank you guys for having us today. Oh, fantastic. Tara, you there? How you doing? You okay, She's fix, fixing her fixing her audio. We're going to bring bring her in in just a moment here. Uh, but we are super pumped to have you guys on the, on the program. You guys are doing awesome stuff. Uh, really just down the road from us in, in Richmond, Virginia. And, um, you know, we off the couch is, is just a, a, an incredible group that you guys started, uh, probably just two years ago. Uh, tell us about how, 
how'd you get started? Where did the idea come from? Well, um, it, it started back in, I would say, I think it was about 2015. I, I had a, mm-hmm. a diabetic scare. I went to the primary care doctor and he said, uh, you know, that I was pre-diabetic. Uh, both of my parents are diabetic. And he, he basically told me, he said, if you didn't do X, Y, and Z or lose some weight, you know, you were going to have to take these diabetic shots, you know? So that led me into, um, you know, physical activity and trying to figure out what I could do to, you know, transform my life. You know, so I gave up sodas. Um, then that led into eating more healthy foods and different choices. Um, and then I found, you know, running and I was like, man, this is it, this works. And, you know, just the weight started pouring off and, you know, um, and it hit me, it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks on a run one day. I was like, I have to share this with people. You know, and I had a, a college teammate was running with me as well. And, you know, he was saying the same thing. He was like, yeah, man, this really works. He said, I enjoy being out here. You know, so, you know, from two people, it was five people. And then it was like 70 plus people running behind Tara and I. And I think in the pandemic, you know, when everything really was hitting us is when everybody really started to come out, you know, because I think we needed something. Yeah. You know, Tara, Tara, what would you say? Yeah, I was second, you know, everything that you're saying, like, I think the pandemic revealed not only how much we need each other, um, you know, we need physical fitness and things to stay active and and healthy, but just that sense of community and belonging, because the pandemic isolated everyone so much. So to be able to come outside and get some fresh air, you know, while social distancing, obviously, and you know, doing Mm -hmm. everything that we needed to do to stay safe, we still had the opportunity to gather as a group. So, all right. So, Anthony, you said a teammate of yours. Now, I know Tara was a runner. Your teammate was not a running teammate. You, you were more of a football player before you got into this running thing. When I first was introduced to football, um, I played in, in rec. I played like one year of rec football. That was a, a big escape for me. Um, and then when I got to high school, I played ball there. And then I played uh, football in high school. You know, um, I was able to go to a Division two. Um, college um, down in Lawrenceville, Virginia. Um, mm-hmm. It's called St. Paul's College. Uh, and that gave me the shot that um, no other schools were willing to give me because I didn't have the, the grades or the academics to uh, attend their universities or colleges. But St. Paul's gave me that shot and it changed my life. And you were, you, know? um, you, you weren't one of these, one of these slight, slim, uh, you know, 180 pound football players. You were a 300 pound defensive end, right? Absolutely. <laughs> you look way different today. <laughs> yep, I, I was a I was a big guy, man. I was a big guy. Um, I I think when I got to college, they 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 just preached, you know, carbs, carbs, carbs. You yeah. know, lift weights, lift weights, and you know, I I got bigger, you know, but when <laughs> when we got married, I just kept eating. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't work out, you know, so. Um, you know, all the weight just really stacked on there, you know, um, and yeah, it was just one thing after the other. And, you know, it was just where I didn't need to be, you know. So both of you guys are from uh, the same area in Richmond. Um, yeah. Did you guys, did you guys know each other in high school and college? Like, how did you guys first connect? So the funny thing is yeah. like, um, like we tell each other stories of like, you know, kids in the neighborhood. So like we were like one associate off. Like, so <laughs> we had mutual friends growing up um, and and we were in and around the same circles. Like we even went to the same elementary school for a year, but we, we didn't know each other. Um, 
ended up going to different middle schools, even though he was zoned for the same middle school as me. Um, and then the same high school, he was supposed to go to the same high school. But it, <laughs> it all started because, unfortunately, Anthony's um, brother got murdered um, over in a neighboring community of Hillside. And um, that uh, led him to come into um, a youth group that I was attending at uh, Richmond Christian Center at the time. And so that's where I got to know him. We became like the best of friends and started doing music and poetry and things together and just just had that positive outlet, you know, for Anthony was life changing. And yeah. So, Anthony, your brother gets murdered when you're how old? Uh, you're I was 17. Right? I was. Yep. I was 17 years old. Yep. And um, 17 he, years uh, old. Yep. And, and, 17 and, years and, old. And he, he was murdered in the community where you guys, I mean, relatively close to the community where you guys live and you have Absolutely. your runs and why, why did you, why, why, I mean, why stay in this community when you have, you know, a history like that? Well, I, I, I know for me when, when I graduated, uh, well, when I went away to, to college, I said to myself, you know, I'm never coming back. You know, there's nothing for me here. There's, you know, I, I don't understand why I would need to come back. And the first thing I did when I graduated from college was went back hmm. and um, it, it kind of rocked me to my core because I said to myself, um, I've, I found a sense of peace. Now um, I found comfort in my life. Why would I just run away with that? You know, why would I just run away with that and not uh, look back and give back, you know, and not look back and, and burn a bridge that I came across, you know? So, um, you know, that's that's always I think been tearing our hearts is to be here in our community, um, and understanding that you know if there's issues you know and there's lots of issues in our community right but if there's issues, uh, why not try and aim to be in a, be a solution, you know so like that's always been our heart, you know so that's that's why we're here you know um, yeah, we grew up right here uh, in what what's called Manchester now, but mm -hmm. uh, when we were younger it was called Blackwell. Uh, it was all projects, uh, and then you have you have Blackwell, the Oak Road community, which are homes, and then you have uh, Hillside Court, which is also projects. So, um, so I lived in Blackwell pretty much all of my life, and my parents moved to Oak Grove, so we lived there. And then my brother was passing through Hillside Court, uh, and Tara lived in Oak Grove at this time too. But my brother was passing through Hillside Court. Uh, he and a friend. Uh, and a guy had just lost all his money in a dice game that night. And, uh, he said he had to get somebody, you know, so my brother, uh, ended up being a victim. So, um, he shot my brother's friend. He shot my brother once in the back. Um, then he went and stood over top of him and my brother was begging for his life. Please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. I'm not going to tell anybody. And he said, you think you're going to live to tell this one? And he mm -hmm. shot him in his head. Then he ran across the tree, came back and he shot him in his face. You know, right. so, um, so, so for me, I, I, I've seen tough stuff always growing up, you know, um, where I'm from. And the tough part about it, guys, is that you kind of become numb to it, you know, um, almost desensitized. It's like, okay, this is this. Um, and I'm a social worker now and I, I read statistics all the time and just different things. And it's tough because growing up in some, in some, um, neighborhoods, um, especially, you know, where Tara and I are from, uh, post-traumatic stress is all, is almost equivalent to, um, you know, an army veteran, you know, mm -hmm. someone who's been, been overseas, 
you know, and it's tough because we take this stuff that we experience and we tuck it away as if it doesn't exist, you know? So um, we off the couch meets a lot of things, but what we, what we want to meet and what we absolutely have to meet is our community, is people. We have to see ourselves because we're almost forgotten about, mm-hmm. you know, as if like we don't exist. And it's like, no, people are here. People want to be loved. Um, you know, there's so much greatness. There's so much greatness here. So, so uh, Tara, you you or you were um, you were a runner. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a runner. Is a runner. <laughs> we're a runner <laughs> but, but we're a runner where Anthony was not. Um, so um, you go through all this. You're in your community. You want to bring um, you know your community together, and you've done that through running. Was it your idea then, because you were a runner, or was it uh, combined? Like, how did this idea of running getting off the couch come to fruition i think um i didn't really see myself i guess bringing this group together i just really feel like it happened organically with Mm -hmm. anthony's personality and certainly i add my own flair but i'm more of like the reserved one um so he he just has like an infectious personality like he's really passionate about what he's doing and so it's easy for people, you know, to want to be a part of it. So initially when it started on Sundays, he would just run for like, you know, therapy, essentially. It's like pavement therapy. I just need to get out here and leave my thoughts on the pavement, you know, as a social worker and everything. Like he would do that and he would invite a friend or two. And I'm like, hey, y'all, we're having fun. You know, I want to come, you know, let's see if your parents can keep the kids, you know, because we have four kids. So, you know, and it was just, um, it was encouraging to me as well, because I, I wasn't as active as I was used to being in high school. Um, I was a track and field athlete um, throughout all of my high school years. I didn't do it in college, but um, really love mid-distance running, like the 400, 800 meter um, dash and things like that. I really enjoyed it. It was a form of therapy for me as well coming up through high school because as Anthony shared some of the traumas that he's faced, um, I grew up in a very dysfunctional, broken home, you know, and so just to be able to kind of leave it on the pavement, um, it's just been really therapeutic for all of us. And so it's cool. Like we invite people in, um, doesn't matter like what your background is or like if you're just starting like to walk, trot. Um, I know that can be intimidating for many people. It's like, man, I'm not a runner, but I'm like, you can move, you know, just show up, you know, we'll support you. That's why we have several mm-hmm. options for you for the beginner's run. You have an intermediate run. So just show up and I bet you that you'll have fun. Like you might not love running, but you'll love being around the people and just that camaraderie and sense of belonging. Tell, tell us about um, a success story like from, that comes from We Off the Couch. Like I'm sure you've had people who just come in as walkers or are scared to even just take that first step with you guys. Like tell us one of your favorite stories. I, I have one. You, you have one, babe? Yeah, go ahead. You got it. No, you got you got it. <laughs> you got one. Right, you guys cool. are so polite to each other. Yeah, you I should know. hear the you'll hear the opener. Yeah, uh, Chris yeah. and I the bantering and together. I know. We're gonna we're gonna learn something from these guys. Really. I know we are. <laughs> no, look on, on that. Honestly, um, we've been we've been married. July will be fifteen years. I have learned to listen. You know, I have learned. To, 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 Chris I'm hasn't learned that yet, I'm though. Learned. We have a lot to learn from you, Anthony. <laughs> But, you know, one one of, um, well, I, I think it's two of our runners. Um, they're, uh, I think, 40, 40-something. Um, and th- those two guys grew up in a neighborhood with another guy. And, um, you know, whereas, you know, we don't, 
like Tara said, we don't tell someone or we don't say you have to be this size to run. You have mm-hmm. to do this to run. You have to do that to run. Um, and he came out, uh, I want to say he started coming a year ago and he came out and he just pushed through. Um, he, he's about, I think he's about maybe 350 plus or probably about 400 pounds. You know, he came out and he just moved with the pack. He wouldn't give up. He wouldn't stop. He listened to the encouragement. Uh, and he he ran some. He walked some. He trotted some. And I mean, this this particular route, we were up and down, rolling hills. Mm-hmm. And he was he was moving um, with the whole crowd and, and just having fun. And I just recently spoke to another one of the members uh, again. And I was asking, hey, where is he? Do we need to plan a route, you know, in the neighborhood? And he's like, you know, his work schedule, work schedule has changed. But he always talks about how he wants to come out and that he's going to come back. So for me, for me that, you know, we have other success stories with people losing weight, different things like mm-hmm. that. But for me, that's so exciting because I see myself there. You know, I see other people there that don't think they are runners or don't think that they, you know, that this will ever be something that they would ever do in their lives. And, you know, people are coming out and, and they're breaking, you know, barriers you know they're uh dismantling things that you know folks just wouldn't expect them to be doing it and and we're we're running down you know streets you know safely of course you know always on the left yeah. side but we're, <laughs> we're running down streets and uh in the neighborhoods and you know we're 70 you know 80 deep and it's just all types of people and it's like what is going on it's like we're here together and we're moving you know and we're running so I mean, that, that turns the stories, babe. Do you have one you want to share? Yeah, I was just going to say um, there's two individuals in particular that came to mind, whereas weight loss wasn't like, that's the big hurrah. Like, everybody wants to lose weight, quote unquote. Um, and this one is, a, like, I would say a less, like, tangible um, success story where it's, hey, I feel like I've gained a big sister and a big brother. Like, you know, this group has meant so much to me. This group has done so much for my mental and emotional health. That to me is huge because we all need each other. And I'm so thankful to be a part of this group and um, just our generation in general. Like, I feel like we're taking on, you know, just this conversation of mental health. And I think it's so wonderful, you know. And so that to me just, it does my heart good to know that I'm making a difference in that way. That somebody feels seen. those, Those examples of those people traditionally would not have joined a running club and right. inner city traditionally there wasn't a running club in richmond when you guys grew up is that changing can you guys change that i would say so i think that by large and far like i think that unfortunately like running has been an elitist sport it's yep. been reserved for the upper upper middle class um, whites, to be honest, um, because it's been accessible because so many factors can determine like it's like if you can participate in the sport, you're, you're talking about barriers to entry in many ways. Right. You're talking about um, safe trails, um, dilapidated sidewalks that are still in our neighborhood, even though we have a new construction home. It's still, you know, just those things like shoes, you know, when someone's thinking about making it from point A to point B or living from paycheck to paycheck, they're not thinking about the extra uh, curricular activity that's a healthy outlet um we're just trying to make it we're just trying to survive so you're not thinking about thriving so right. yeah. mm. i think mm. that you know our group gives a voice to people who don't don't pace at a six minute mile right. you know they might but we're pacing again. Yeah, at a 10 yeah. minute mile you know yeah. just cruising you know just having a good time like 
PR is important, but like Anthony has said before, like the real PR is personal relationship. It's like getting to know people. Like um, certainly we want to improve our running. You know, we have goals like metrics and things that we can, you know, kind of gauge how we're growing. But the real yeah. thing is, you know, creating this group for for those left out people. Yeah, and so we, we've seen these communities pop up. I mean, prolific in Charlottesville. It happens to be in, you know, Julie and I live in Virginia here in Northern Virginia and Charlottesville. There's prolific you guys in Richmond, which is just amazing. And it's a different group of runners. Um, so the second part of my question is, can there be change? Can you guys lead in this change to have inner cities, uh, you know, individuals, young, middle-aged, old, see running as an outlet? as as a place to find community yes um absolutely yes. absolutely we're we're seeing it already you know like we're we're seeing it already we i think our oldest runner is um i think he's 60 plus and then we had a 72 year old to come out you know several times and and they're all just excited and they're encouraging each other and they're coming out you know all all the time you know they're uh they're just they're moving, you know, and sometimes mm -hmm. it, it shock it shocks us because we're like, what? You know, yeah. like wow, these yeah. are older people and they're and they're moving. Yeah, you know, it's um, like a so pack of people. I, I really think I'm sorry, go ahead, Anne. Sorry, I got excited. Go ahead, um, no, you got it. No, I would just, I'm just so encouraged. I feel like there's like at least about six or seven of our members in their mid to upper 50s and not 60 right. that kind of pace together and they've created like a little niche within the community and i think it's wonderful like it kind of just feed off the energy like they feel welcome to like they're running races and they they wouldn't have thought about running a race like we just did the frostbite um 15k with the uh road runners and it was it was crazy it was insane it was cold it's like 23 degrees but we had a good time you know it was like you know just all of us coming together so I love it. What about from a youth perspective? Who are who are the youngest uh, individuals who are coming out to runs? Jonathan, he's fifteen, um, or did he just turn sixteen? I think he just had a birthday. So yeah, he's our youngest member. He, and yeah. he loves it. Yeah. Do you guys have designs then, or uh, sorry? Do you guys have designs of of getting more involved in even younger ages with? starting to affect in the elementary and middle and high school level yes i would say that that's definitely the goal to kind of like expand that you know to even like bringing our kids out for run because our youngest is seven we have twins that are nine and then our oldest is 13 and it's important for her to get moving she's um actually on the spectrum um autistic and so she's kind of like moderate to like malfunction i guess like so she she can communicate but sometimes with autism like she has um, a tendency to overeat and um, so she struggles with her weight. So just to have her out there too and moving is so important and it's encouraging for her, you know, it's like, you know, everybody's cheering for me, you know, she gets really excited about that. But our kids really love to be a part of it. They get excited when they do come out. Honestly, we've kind of like reserved that uh, run just to kind of like have mommy daddy time, you know, <laughs> but we do get them moving as well. Um, but yeah, definitely, certainly like senior citizens, we're talking like maybe corporate, you know, getting stationary workers moving. We we want to see this really grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, just um, a tomorrow, tomorrow, I'm actually speaking. Uh, Sportsback is a, is a, a nonprofit agency down here in Richmond mm -hmm. that um, puts on like pretty much all of the races here, a lot of them. 
And then you have uh, a program of sports backers is called uh, Kids Run RVA. And mm -hmm. tomorrow I get to speak at the kickoff there and speak about the importance of uh, the community uh, and the children that we help in. So, you know, like a lot of the kids are from, you know, uh, disenfranchised neighborhoods, you know, in the city communities and, you know, they don't have much. So, you know, one of the main things that I'm, I'm going to speak to, because um, I also, you know, um, counsel, uh, you know, what they call at-risk youth, but, you know, um, I don't even... I don't even like to call them at-risk youth. I, I, I just call them, you know, kids who need somebody to be there for them, mm -hmm. somebody who's going to show up and be consistent. You know, so um, I, I, I understand a lot. And I, I like to always tell people that, you know, you're not just like if you were building a building, right, you're not just building a building, you're building a community, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so if you're teaching someone to run, if you're teaching someone to, to be active, you're not just teaching them a sport, you're teaching them life. Mm -hmm. You know, so like, Things like that, you know, um, are what really move us. And it's, it's really cool because, you know, running is helping us to be able to do uh, so much in our community that's just overlooked and is seemingly unimportant. So getting getting more involved and active with, with the uh, kids is definitely on our hearts and is what we're aiming to do. Um, you, you are very inspiring, Anthony. I talked to you yesterday. Um, yeah. you know, and, uh, not was, just was, that Chris got off the phone and was like, I was I, like, this I, is the guy he's, yeah, you well, are, he's like, I, he, I, I feel like I want him to be my best friend. I know he said, she, she said it. He's, he was he's like, got that this guy it. is amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wonder, like, I wonder what, how that, how that happens. And, you know, some people just have it and you kind of got it, um, which is fantastic, but are you driven by your, your, your past, um, I, I got to imagine your, your, your brother dying when you're in your teenage yeah. years has, yeah. you could have gone one or two ways. I mean, is that a stretch to say you could have gone one or two ways and you went this way and, and now you're a social worker, you're helping we, you know, these people and we off the couch. I mean, it's really incredible. And, you know, I think we off the couch, you know, could help. And it's, you know, a, a big stretch, but instead of playing dice, they're running. You know, is that is that too much yeah. of a stretch? Absolutely. No, that's not a stretch at all. You know, if that's you know, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. That's real life. You know, that's that's real life. Like the route, like we have group tonight at five thirty, and the route that we take, we purposely run through our community. We don't shy away from our community. Why? Because we need to see each other. We need to see ourselves doing something other than what's been fed to us forever. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'll be I'll be frankly honest with you guys. And um, and I share it because I know there's so many other people like myself um, that may be same skin color as me. And they may be a totally different other skin color. Um, but, you know, so many people have struggled with insecurities coming up as as young kids. You know, they told they told me, you know, that I didn't have all the smarts to go to school. I couldn't go to college. They told me all of those things. You know, um, and and if I would have believe, believed those things, right? If someone would not have come along, right, and said, Anthony, you are really this. Anthony, you can really be this, right? I would have believed those things that were said about me. And I I would I would I'll be honest with you, I probably would be dead. The things, the structure that's set up for me and where I come from, I'll either be dead or or locked up, you know, um, or 
on a corner somewhere in front of a corner store. Just being honest with you, I see so many of my friends and people I've grown up with on a corner store and it breaks my, at, at the corner, at the corner store and it breaks my heart, you know? Um, but yes, I, it's, it's not far-fetched, you know? So it's, it's important for us to run through our neighborhood. It's important for us to be in our community. It's important for us to be in every community. Um, because if, I think you mentioned earlier, Chris, if I had seen something like that when I was growing up, I probably would have never played football, right. you know, because I love running so much. It would have it <laughs> probably hit then, you know, um, but we need to see each other. It's it's very important that our children see us. It's very important that adults see us. I mean, we were doing, I think it was our 20 mile route and we went from the south side of town through north side to east end, um, back to the west end. Um, and so many uh, older folks was like, man, what are you guys doing? You know, because it's like a lot of us just, you know, like floating through the streets. And it's like, hey, man, we off the couch. And that's what we say to everybody. We off the couch. You should join us. Look us up on social media. It's a free run group. And everybody has space here. So come on out. It's safe. You can run. You can walk. You can do whatever you need to do. You know, you, you're welcome here. You know, um, so, so yeah, it's, I, 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 I like to, I think we tell the guys every time we meet that we're not just running. Like what, what we're really getting to do is do community. We're really getting to do life with each other. You know, um, I think everybody has a sense of belonging, you know, and everybody wants to um, know that they're loved, you know, and I think um, what we do essentially is teach people how to love each other. You know, we get to look as race, we get to look past economics. We get to look past everything that would show up and divide us, you know, um, you know, and it's like, hey, we're just running, you know, like running is like the great equalizer, you know, yep. um, and we're all there together and we're and we're doing what we do together, you know, and it's, it's a beautiful thing. All right. Last one from us here, guys. Uh, you guys are working on this. is I read this in Runner's World. You're working on creating a community center focused on all around type of fitness, promoting healthy lifestyles. Is this true? Is this what yeah. is going to be next for We Off the Couch? Yes, absolutely. So so we've gone from just a, a you know, a running club to a nonprofit, you know, um, recently in September, we officially became uh, a 513C. And um, we why, why, why did we do that instead of just becoming an LLC? Because it's not all about the money for us. It's not about the money at all, actually, for us. Do we need money to function? Yes. But it's, it's better for us to be able to help our community if folks are willing to donate and folks are willing to come alongside and see what the vision is, right, and see how we can help each other accomplish things. So um, we've, we've been living here in our neighborhood for 30 plus years and there's no grocery store. There's no access to um, real fresh foods, but there's access to everything unhealthy. There's access to things, you know, that help give us diabetes, that help, you know, produce certain cancers and, and different things like that. So we desire to open up a place that's a safe haven for all. That's a safe haven for the community, right? Um, that uh, has um, a, a, a uh, uh, what is it? A, a food garden out back, you know, yeah. and it has, um, you know, a food pantry, mm -hmm. you know, and access fresh to juice fresh and juice. Smoothie and, bar, like that's something know. that I'm passionate about. So yeah. I would love to share that with the community. It's just education on, you know, healthy meals and meal prep and things like that. Strength Absolutely. training, biking, you know, just a whole Absolutely. bit. Like things that things that upper middle class or, or people take for granted. 
probably. For free. Right. Do it for yeah. Free, yeah. You know, yeah. because it, because it's what's needed. You know, um, and and people are struggling. You know, people are dealing with things. People are, are having a hard go at life. We I think we've seen a lot of that with the pandemic, you know. And we just want to be, hey, we're here. The light yeah. is on. You know, it's not donors today, but the light is on. You know, come <laughs> come through. You know, um, how can we help? You know, so um and it's it's a essentially a place and it's not just for adults, you know, like we were talking about kids. You know, we want everybody there. You know, we want everybody to be there. So and um we desire it to be right in the middle uh of the inner city. You know, All right, where, so where we're from. Julie and I yeah. will be there for a run. When do you guys meet? And when can our <laughs> listeners show up for a run? So so right now we meet Sunday morning at uh, 10 a.m. Uh, for Two Mile Beginners Run. And then we meet uh, directly after at 10.45 uh, Sunday morning for Intermediate Run, which is anywhere from a five to seven mile run. And then Wednesday nights, we meet at 5.30 um, and we normally uh, run through our city through all the lights. And sometimes we do trails at night as well, you know? So yeah, we just have fun. <laughs> and and where, where can we find you guys? Is there a website or social media where we can find you? Yep. So you can you can find us um, right now uh, on all social media. Well, at uh, Instagram. Um, what is it? TikTok. I just joined the TikTok because everybody's there. You go, buddy. <laughs> and uh, uh, we are and um and Facebook at We Off the Couch. And you can also find us on Strava. Yeah, Strava is where we post the locations because we like to switch it up week to week to kind of give everybody that access and exposure to parts of the city you would normally you know get to see just driving through. Right. So. Right. So one one of our runners, he's he's I think he's seventy, and he says when you when you're running with Rock and Terror, you might not know if you're over bridge, under bridge, or through the woods <laughs> to Grandma's house we go. So, <laughs> so <laughs> it up. Uh, all right, we're gonna be there. We're gonna be there. We're gonna see Absolutely. you guys at, at one of these awesome. runs. Uh, you guys awesome. are doing amazing stuff. Thank you so much for your Thank time. You. Really Thank appreciate. You. you got four kids. So uh, for for the listeners and the viewers, they're in the same place now magically through Chris's editing because one of their kids was knocking on the door. And so, <laughs> so they had to consolidate to one spot. Uh, but thank you guys for making the time um, with all that you got going on. Really appreciate what you're doing. And we can't wait to be a part of, uh, of your future. However we can be. Thank you all so much. Thank you guys. It means a ton. We look forward to it. All right, Anthony and, Tara Cleary, they are from We Off the Couch. We are Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this. Pace the Nation is brought to you by Pacers Running Stores. Pacers has six stores in Northern Virginia and D.C. For the best running footwear, apparel, and gear, just stop by or schedule a virtual fitting with the best running experts in the business. Pacers Running exists to help as many people as possible through running. For every run, it's Pacers Running. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Anthony and Tara Cleary for joining us today on Pace the Nation. Uh, they are from We Off the Couch, and if you're a viewer of us on uh, the YouTube channel that we have, the Pacers, Pace the Nation YouTube channel, uh, you saw some um, some video clips of their groups running from a local uh, Richmond uh, station. Uh, so you could find them. There was a really cool Runner's World article, a really cool video. Um, from uh, th that that the local Richmond station did that uh, Chris put in the uh, the video there as kind of B-roll. So um, inspiring group. I wasn't lying, Julie. Both of them, they are like 
you know, we talk to a lot of people, but they are doing it. They're out there. Actually, they are doing things and making a huge difference in their community, which is just inspiring. Yeah. Incredible. I mean, I don't know how you can come off that interview and not just love the two of them and, and what they're <laughs> doing and want to jump out and support. And I, I don't know if I can get to that intermediate run run group stage. I might have to be part of the 10 o'clock uh, crew getting out there. Um, if we do end up getting down there for a run, which I hope we do, but we definitely, um, we definitely will. Yeah. And excited yeah. to share information as they, uh, you know, fundraise and, and, um, really bring that dream to life of creating a community center and, um, you know, in, in any way that we and our fans can support. So, yep. um, super cool. And thanks to them for sharing their story today. I mean, those are, it's, it's their journey and it's, it's hard and it's beautiful. And what they're doing now is just, um, inspiring people. And I think yep. that's just, I mean, what more can you do? What more can you do in this life? Right. Than, and, 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 and I was talking good. to, and I was talking to Anthony yesterday about, I mean, he's saying, you know, he was saying that there's communities like this that exist in DC and, and everywhere across the country. Yeah. Um, run and run crews and, are becoming, uh, not becoming, they've been popping up all over, but um, yeah, I mean, theirs is just uh, a special example of that. Yep. No doubt. Um, so we will, uh, you know, we'll tweet out all the particulars of, of where to find them and, you know, some, some links that would be interesting for some of our listeners and viewers to see. Um, all right. So, uh, Julie, I know you got it, got to get out of here. Um, but I had a very proud moment this past week that I just wanted to touch on real quick. Um, you know, our, our, our loyal listeners know a couple things about me. They know my passion for the Washington football team. They also know that I'm trying to get sponsored by Miller light, mm. you know, um, and that is a, a lifelong goal of mine to be sponsored by Miller Lite. And well, you need to increase your like uh, influencer profile. You got to have more <laughs> no. than like a thousand followers or That's 500 true. followers. So. <laughs> or 300. To, to yeah. Gain, to gain sponsorship. So, but you're on your so, way. So, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have a, you know, a couple beers a week or, you know, whatever it is, you know, you and I socially uh, don't associate me with Miller Lite. I'm <laughs> well, not. That's, that's, well, well, that's we used, not my jam. We used to be able to have a beer or two or a glass of wine together. That doesn't really happen. You know, we talked, we touched on earlier. We don't really communicate. So, uh, <laughs> but if I do drink, it's going to be Miller Lite. So the other day, our three-year-old went into the pantry and he pulled out a Miller Lite and he went over and he said, daddy, this is yours. And he handed it to me. And I said, wow, son, that is amazing. You are, I mean, and so I tweeted it out and I got more interaction on Twitter than, than anything I've done in the last couple months. You know, that there are a couple of people were like, oh, great that you've taught him to bring you a water um, or <laughs> I love Miller Lite or. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I saw any of those tweets. I don't think anyone was siding with that, you on that one. That they love Miller Lite. No, there is a lot of Miller Lite fans or there's a lot of people who don't want to admit they are Miller Lite fans. So, okay. Um, anyway, so uh, Miller Lite, if you're listening, I am sponsor free. So, um, you know, great. Uh, my, Son. I'm glad I'm glad you brought this up so that we are having this amazing conversation about making <laughs> real impact in people's lives in the community. Right? I didn't think about that. 
changing lives and you're talking about training your three-year-old to bring him bring daddy's favorite beverage uh, you know what I, I had it on the Classic outline Chris Farley. <laughs> I had it on the outline so I was gonna crowbar it in here <laughs> oh man uh, uh you know it's it's a it's the pay it's a pace nation staple so um <laughs> Anyways, it is. You're continuing on your path. You know, you'll probably gain one more follower after this show and get one follower closer to that. I am am shamelessly trying to get an influencer uh, uh, deal with Miller Lite. All right, Julie, um, I know uh, this was this was your you're doing to to set us up for this uh, interview. Thank you. You've done a great job of, of setting up these these past couple interviews. I I'm got the next the one. Show. I, I mean, got the next one. I got the next I'm, one. We've got I'm some carry, more. I'm carrying the <laughs> you show. are. We've got some more exciting content. I don't even know what you do here. So <laughs> you, we've got some really exciting content coming up. Um, all right. Well, thanks to our guy, Chris, behind the scenes for all his awesome uh, production work and John on the music. Um, and, uh, you know, mostly thanks to our guest. Uh, check him out. We off the couch. It's Anthony and, and Tara Cleary who are doing amazing things in Richmond, and we will definitely be following their progress. Uh, appreciate them taking the time today. All right, Julie, great show. Great show. All right, we'll see you in two weeks. I'm Chris Farley. That's Julie Cully. This is Pace Nation. We'll see you next time.